Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning to those listening across the world and across the country. You're tuned in and listening to the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose, WWVU FM, Morgantown 91.7. I'm your host, Tristan Rodriguez, alongside with me here in the studio, Max Clark. And we're going to be talking about the Hindu, no, Indian uh, sensation from 2022. RRR, or better known as Rise, Roar, and Revolt, um, a film that has kind of flew under the radar, um, but also simultaneously not, at least within the film community, it's gotten a, quite a lot of buzz and praise around it when it released. It's on Netflix, um, and it's one of the most balls-to-the-wall, insane, <laughs> um, fun, energetic but also extremely violent and very serious film. It's everything you can think of rolled up into one magnificent picture uh, of coked out, fueled like mania. But it's really good though. It's really good. It's very co- co- cohesive project, I would say. Um, and yeah it's it's a lot of fun there's it's such a grand spectacle there's so much that goes on you gotta suspend your disbelief um when you watch it when the things that the the main characters do they like fly around like superheroes they got like crazy strength it's incredible um yeah it literally just commits fully to its style and aesthetic so much it goes so over the top but it it works so well for some reason. Um, it's like a musical, action film, adventure film, drama. Uh, there's a bit of a romance in there. Yep. It's literally got everything you can think of rolled up into one movie, and it works so well. Um, directed by S.S. Rajamuli. Um, he has, I mean, I don't, It's. he said it's not a Bollywood film. Okay, it, it says his works mainly in Telugu cinema. That's the language, Telugu, um, which what this was shot in. But they didn't have that on Netflix. They just had the... Uh, Wait, so that wasn't their real voices? No. Oh, that makes me upset. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. You didn't notice the, um, the voice not matching up with their lips? I wasn't paying... I mean, I guess it. Uh, at some points I noticed that, but I thought it was, you know, it just felt more like a... Uh, throat kind of sound like you're I, I i'm not a lip reader i can't tell how each sound is it was made. pretty it was pretty it, obvious it, it might be egregious i i was i might have just been reading instead of looking at their lips yeah, but okay. like i i probably could have tell, told but you know that that bothers me. i mean that it bothered it bothered me for the first hour but after that i kind of got used to it and it didn't really bother me after that um and same with the film as a whole i was kind of like I mean, I was hooked in around the hour mark when I was like, okay, now I'm really liking this. Um, which, but it started off pretty strongly with the opening sequence. Strongly agree. Um, uh, basically, so, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, you go. Okay, yeah. so so the story is follows two dudes uh, during 1920s uh, India um, while they are under the colonial rule of the British Empire at the time. And it opens up with a sequence in a tribal village yep. uh, where one of the main characters... Um, Molly? Beheem. Oh, Beam. Beam. Yep. Uh, Beam. His, sis- his younger sister named Molly gets kidnapped by um, some British people who are there like on a trip or visiting or whatever. Colonizing, I think, is the proper word. Well, yes, that is true. Well, yes, but, but they were like visiting the village. Oh, yeah, it's like a tourism stop. Yeah, I, yeah. So they kidnap Molly, and then they the mother, I think is yeah right the mother. Yes, I would assume so. Yeah, the mother, they kill her, right? They do not. She she does appear at the end. Oh, okay, okay. But she's just you know hit in the head hard with a massive, massive. stick. Yeah, I thought she died. I lo- it I was very, too. it was very brutal. Yes, I was like, oh my goodness, what the heck? This is this is a very serious film. Um, yeah, and it keeps that tone, but also doesn't simultaneously. Yeah, it's like there's, it's a very tone. There's, there's a lot of 
tonal mismatches that occurs, um, which could be a problem for some people. I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't really taken out of the... My immersion wasn't, like, broken by any of that because I guess the it meshed fairly well with the direction. He, he managed to, at least in my opinion, keep while the tones were very different with the action sequences and like the, the gravitas of what the story was about um, and the you know commentary that he was making. I think he kept it pretty well grounded in, ter- in terms of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but... So you have Beam. So his sister gets kidnapped by this family who's basically ruling over this part of India and Delhi. They are the, some of the most powerful... They are no, it's, it's, it's the, the most yeah. powerful people in the area. Yeah, 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 yeah. The governor. Yep. Yeah, the governor of Delhi at that time, and then they he the the governor like gives this whole spiel to the soldier um, about like the value of a British bullet. Yeah. And how it's worth more than a, a human being's life. It was in this context, an Indian person's life. Yes. Um, so, you know, racism is very, very upfront uh, in this film with regards to the British and how they treated um, the Indians um, and during the col- colonization period. Right. Um, and then he's like, oh, don't use your, don't waste your bullet on that. Uh, use something else. Yeah. And not to mention in that early scene as well, he takes two coins. Uh, I believe it's the governor. It might be the way. No, it's one of his like right hand men. But what the, what they do is they take two coins out and they toss it to um, the mother of Molly, and uh, they don't understand because obviously language bar- barrier. Blech. So they're thinking, oh, Molly was singing to the to the governess, therefore, oh, they're just thanking us for the wonderful song. No, the two coins, which probably not more than a dollar American. Is like, that's our payment. We are taking your daughter. <laughs> this is this yeah. isn't this isn't a kidnapping so much as it is a slave trade mm-hmm. or a purchase mm-hmm. of Molly as a person. Completely dehumanizing. I mean, I mean, yeah. I feel like those two coins. It's less than a bullet. <laughs> Yeah, which is horrifying. Yeah, it's bad. It's terrible. And I'm watching this opening scene. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you on my journey. All right, because I, I loved this. This was a complete adventure. It had the story. It had the symbolism. Everything. It had the message. It had the period piece. It had the 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 tone, the mood that was necessary. But also, it was fun to watch. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And so, you know, we introduced with this, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was intense. I hope the I, – I, I wonder what they're going to do. Because they they use the three vignettes to set up the rest of the film. Because we don't get the title scroll. No, until like 40 minutes uh, in. Yes, because you're setting up – and very, very conveniently, they use um, three words that start with R or contain an R. The story, which is the abduction of Molly. Fire, the introduction of Ram, a basically a a police officer, um, a soldier under the British rule. He is himself Indian. And then uh, water, the introduction of Beam, a the the brother of Molly, who is uh, the tribe's shepherd, and so he's basically tasked with. bringing her back and the introduction of these two guys come in intense long action sequences that i believe i actually got a i got a phone call from a friend right after um beams establishment so right before the title scroll and and i i I stated this these are the two most intimidating and powerful and strong men that I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. They're Superman. It's insane. And I and there's a point to that too, I think. And we'll get into that later. Yeah. But like 
I'm watching this. And I'm like, okay, it's been it's been established. I read you. I follow where the plot's gonna go. Okay, and you know they're basically pitted against each other because Rom, the police officer, is trying to catch Beam, prevent him from, you know, taking back Molly from the governess's palace. Obviously, Beam wants to take his sister back home. So they're uh, they're pitted against each other by nature, and you know it's basically oh god when are they when is they gonna find out and they 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 start this whole process like an hour fifteen in, and by ha- by the halfway point it looks like the fight is over and that there's no point in continuing and they're like oh it's just oh well, Ramwan oh well let's move on, and I'm like what the hell are you gonna do for the rest of the hour and a half? <laughs> What do you? I'm halfway through the movie. What what is left? I mean, I guess it's done. And then they go on and they add more depth to, to Rom's, Rom's character, yeah, to Rom's and it's character. perfect. I yeah. think it's beautiful how they do that. And and then you realize, oh gosh, he's not just doing this to uh, be the very best, like no one ever was. He's you know, he's got his own personal reasons for wanting to you know, please the British and rise through the ranks. And it's just, I mean, it's phenomenal. I, I absolutely love the story that they tell through here. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're with the, the first fight sequence in the playing in the background with Rom. And as he's like fighting through, like thousands of of people uh, trying to get this one guy, um, and he comes out of it like beaten to a pulp, but he's still walking strong, and you know he's chilling. Uh, not really though, but it, yeah, it's such a great way to introduce his character as this extremely intimidating, extremely strong. Like I cannot be stopped. I am a human machine. Yeah. Uh, that I could do whatever I want, I could command who I want, and um, no one could stop me kind of thing. And, you know, yeah, as you mentioned in the middle of the film, when you see more of his, well, you see his backstory, quite literally, where he came from. Yep. And how his father, he used to be a soldier for the British Empire, and uh, he was extremely extremely upset, um, angry when he saw an Indian who was brutally murdered for, they gave the same, it was the same, it's the same governor. Yeah. It was, I think it was just speaking ill of the governor or the King or something like that. Yeah. Something, something stupid. Like something that a blanket term, like counter revolutionary thoughts. Something yeah, like that, where you can yeah. say, oh, he was thinking of poodles, therefore yeah, that is a counter He was, an, he was just anti-British rule. And so he gives the spiel like he did in the beginning of the film about the value of a British bullet. Exactly. And then he, the soldier ends up killing him with a hammer or whatever. And so Rom's father is... Um, Disgusted. Yeah, he's yeah horrified. So he's like, I'm done. I'm leaving. This is... Why am I fighting for this this empire that doesn't even care about my people. It doesn't even care about us. They just want to basically use us as slave, just slave labor. I mean, subjugation. Yeah. Yeah. They're Uh, using their own people to conquer their own people. Yeah. It's horrible. And, um, you know, he leaves and he, he builds up a village, uh, with a bunch of other people. And he's basically trying to build up a revolutionary force, uh, rebellion. And he, uh, Rom, he's of, as it's very pretty stated clearly that he's a great um, warrior or whatever, or like a shooter, marksman. Yes. Uh, and the Br- some some pata- some battalion shows up at the village to like basically kill everybody um and then rom basically fights them off picks them off one by one yeah with with the rifle as his father gets shot multiple times and then it leads up to like a quite a extravagant noble uh, yeah 
Uh, did not expect it to happen. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, yeah, because Rom's father sets him up with explosives on his back. And has his son shoot, shoot him so that the grenades just explode. And he takes out the entire battalion, or yeah. most of it at least. Yeah, and then they all leave. Um, yeah, because he saw his... Rom saw his uh, mom get shot and die. Yep. And his brother. Yep. So he, his whole family dies. Pretty and, much. And so his plan is to go f- work from within the the uh, power structure um, that is available to him to become a police officer and you know work up the ranks to basically dismantle it from within. And that isn't made clear up until that point. Um, and I we love see- it. Can we see the the backstory? Yeah, because it's kind of we're kind of just thinking. Okay, Beam's the main character. He's trying to save Molly. Uh, Rom isn't going to be able to go along with it until you know something happens. He's going to change his mind. He's going to be like, okay, no, I can't. I can't work for the British anymore. I'm going to help you do what you need to do. No, I mean like it. 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 I start feeling. You start feeling hopeless at the middle because again, you want to root. I want to root for. Beam to succeed, yeah, uh, because you know it's a noble cause. His sister was abducted in front of him. Mm-hmm. Well, not I mean abducted, purchased in front of him, just kidnapped. Kidnapped, yeah, that's the word. Trafficked. Um, you know, you you want him. I I mean, I certainly did. I wanted him to recover Molly and return to his village and his tribe safe and sound. And I thought that pretty much anything in his way would be an antagonist, that Rom would be cruel, and that Rom would be unfeeling and wouldn't care, and he'd be like, ha. And it would be some statement about um, working against your own interests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a divided populace can't stand for itself, or something like that. Yeah. Completely, I was completely wrong (laughs) about that. That's not what happened at all. No, not at all. And because then it then it establishes both of them as trying to do the same thing different ways. Yeah, different ways, yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, towards the beginning when Rom... So basically Beam is a wanted person in Delhi because uh, they know that they're after molly to to rescue her so him and his like family that goes to delhi are pretty much and they have targets on their back and so rom takes up the task of trying to capture him Uh, however the catch is is they don't know what he looks like they just know he's in the city uh, and that he's a part of this specific tribe from this specific area but they have no idea what he looks like yeah and so it's basically this impossible task for someone to capture him. And Rom's... Um, Commanding re- officer. Well, yeah, but his reward, his, yep. rewar- his reward for capturing Beam would be... If you, cap- if you captured him dead, he would get a big amount of money. Big old paycheck. Yeah, and then if he took him in alive, he'd be um, promoted to like a... Sp- Special, special officer. officer, yeah, special officer. Um, which means he would be able to handle the weapons, mm-hmm. which means he would be able to do what he wants to do with the revolutionary stuff, but we don't know that. We just know that, oh, he's just trying to climb up the ranks and be treated like a person yeah. instead of, like, Indian garbage, which yeah. is how the the majority of white people in this film treat Except for the one. Indians. Except for at least one. Yeah, yeah. Jenny. Yep. Um, but yeah. So that's pretty. That's established fairly early on, and then they meet up. Beam and Rom meet up at a river, because the kid is gonna die because he's caught in the middle of a, a pool of fire. Yep. From a train that exploded. <laughs> it, it was. It's so bonkers. But it's so. It's so like incredible. Like, you know, you, you the it's. You could tell it's uh, it's sort of CGI'd in there, and it, like, no, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like it's a hundred percent real. This is definitely uh, they actually hung a train off a bridge, but like it's sensational enough that you care, and it's entertaining to be like, how the heck is this going to work? Like I was fully invested. 
Like, look at the way they jump. Just look at the way they jump off of the the motorcycle and the horse. Like, it's so majestic. Yep. Yet so unrealistic. Like, no one would ever do that. Is there an Oscar for stunt performance? Because (laughs) I I feel like I feel like this has to win, and there's no other option. (laughs) Is is there a stunt stunt performers guild that uh, does awards? Because they have to, right? Like, I mean. Every scene in here that oh, no, features the wire, the wire work, yep, yeah, wire work's crazy. The f- every scene that features Rom or Beam is <laughs> intricately choreographed and it's stunning. <laughs> and I, I, I'd, oh man, I'd like to come back to something I said earlier, which was like the establishment of Rom and Beam are basically like these are two of the most intense, insane powerful intimidating men that i've ever seen in my life these guys are ripped too yes these guys are bodybuilding beams fighting off a tiger rom is wrecking his way through 40 men at a time (laughs) you know like it's oh my goodness it's intense and i think it leads into the point of the movie which is it's portraying the Indian people as incredibly strong, mm-hmm. resilient, yeah. powerful. They have, yeah, they have um, survived and endured, and they will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. And by this portrayal of these characters as incredibly strong, incredibly smart, uh, wily, agile, um, worldly, they. They're able to, you know, show, hey, by the way, we're people too. We are accomplished. We are powerful. Mm-hmm. We are strong. And yeah. I think that's, it's, it's an excellent kind of, like, you know, you, you don't want to lean too heavily into the national pride stuff because, you know, then you turn into the nationalism and you turn into uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's wearing the same costume. But, um, by setting this sort of symbol of pride, setting this symbol of, I guess, physical achievement in the time of colonization and degradation of their people, it's more of a resilience. It's more of a we're still here as opposed to we are far better than everybody else. This, it's, it says to me that it's we are people too instead of we are the best people. Yeah, yeah, that's tr- yeah, yeah. That's a pretty spot on analysis, I would say. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's right. The only like form of national pride that I get out of it is the flags, and it's, I mean, but it's not even no. that big of a. Um, it's it's more yeah, it's more about their the way that they unify together as a people, like a brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, as all of them. Because they're all struggling against this one oppressor, this one enemy that you know doesn't care about them and wants them basically dead, essentially. Um, and they're just there to suffer day in and day out under the the rule of the British Empire. And so they have this common struggle, this common enemy, and they don't rally around. Oh, we're Indians. We're, we rally around. Oh, we're all we're all the same. We all have the same problem. And we need to unify together to um, take them out, essentially. Yes. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, and there, there's the scene late, late in the film when uh, Beam and Molly are attempting to escape. You've got um, what's her name, Sita. Uh, yeah, Rom's fiance. Yes, they have not met Beam and Sita. He he has heard of her. Before this is obviously bef- this is before Rom has caught Beam as the the shepherd the criminal. This is before after he's been tortured and whipped within an inch of his life, never kneeling by the way to the uh, British. That scene was powerful. That scene was powerful, horrifying to watch. Yeah, that w- not I a was, blood guy. I was wincing a lot. Yes, yeah. But uh, you've got. Sita sees that they're trying to hide and understands a little bit of their their issue that they're trying to get away from the British and that they're wanted by the British. And she doesn't know anything about what they've done. She doesn't, I mean, I mean, he kind of is a murderer, I was going to say, but like, you know, 
she could be harboring like the worst person to ever exist. But it's more like uh, he is in need of help. He wants to get his his sister, his his family to safety. That's what's important. Mm -hmm. So she steps up and basically shoes off an entire British force from the building by claiming smallpox, which is another piece of just the kind of, we have the same enemy, we have the same problem, we are not a fan of the rule, as opposed to it being, um, hey, we're all Indian, we got to stick together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, uh, you see there's soldiers and other officers that are Indian as well. I mean, it's not just, like, British people that are the only people that are police officers or soldiers. Um, I mean, majority of them are. Right. But there are some that are Indian uh, that are seen in the film. I mean, Rom included. He's the main character. He's a, literally a police officer. Indeed. Um, but his motives are a little bit different. Although, I mean, his... As you see, I mean, for a, a large, like, for the middle of the film is when uh, Rom and Beam, their friendship grows together. Uh, and it's it's very it's very wholesome section of the film, probably the most lighthearted part of the film. Um, and, you know, that's when the romance kind of starts with Beam and Jenny, who's uh, an English woman. Um, yeah. Because yeah, Beam finds her attractive, and then Rom's like, and also finds her as a way to get into the palace to get back Molly. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's both. It it mm -hmm. really is both there. Yeah, and Rom is just like, you know, he he's not thinking. Oh, he's the, he's trying to use her to get into the palace. He's thinking, oh, he's got a crush. Yeah, I know English. I can bridge the language barrier. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be your wingman. Yeah. Um. Very funny scenes yeah. whenever he does that. I I mean, it's really, really funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, too, you know, while while they are uh, growing together, their friendship, um, Ram is in the middle of searching for Beam's brother. Uh, or, or Beam himself. Yeah, that too. Like, yeah. Um, basically, his, his brother and his father and himself. Yeah, because, you know, Ram is still on this mission to find them. And... Um, yeah, I, it's so it's it's interesting because Beam has no idea. Yeah, you know, Beam has no idea that he's a cop. None he at has, all. He has no idea that Rom is a cop at, at any point of this. He only finds out when at he's the, he's at the palace. Yep. Um, which, by the way, that sequence was crazy. Absolutely crazy. That I was mean, manic. <laughs> I, this whole I I have a I wrote I know I wrote something about it like. This film is a fever dream. This is one insane, insane, like, not just like, oh, that was pretty cool, I guess, sequence. It's not like, oh, I wonder how they did that. That was cool. It is over-the-top sequence oh, next to over-the-top sequence next to massive dance number next to <laughs> over-the-top over action sequence and fighting. Like, it's insane. Every single... It's not like, oh, he just punches a guy and he falls over. No. Like, one... Oh, I'm gonna grab his head and throw him over my... over my shoulders like a... Uh, like a sack of flour. Or I'm gonna try and do the shot put, but with a man instead of a, sh a little <laughs> disc of metal. Like, it is so... It's yes, it is completely over the top, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, let's see. Uh, I I said in in writing to friends, by the way, uh, I will I will write this down. Uh, RRR is the single most sensational spectacle I have ever witnessed. Yeah, this is the stuff that the MCU wishes they could pull off. I agree, one million percent. This was insane. Yeah, this was crazy. Um, yeah, then the the music, the dance, the big dance choreography um, sequence that occurred because um, Jenny invited Beam to like a tea party or whatever, and then some guy gets jealous that she's dancing with Beam, and he like. Gives this whole spiel like, "Oh, you, you Indians don't know finesse. You don't know art. You don't know the flamenco. And, you don't know the cha cha." And I'm like, "Okay, bro." And then he, and then Beam and Rom are like, 
Alright. <laughs> Let me show you what's up. <laughs> and this whole dance breaks out. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's, Very energetic. Oh, it's fantastic. The song the song um when it gets going, it sort of reminded me like of a side trance trance. I don't even know if you're familiar with that genre of music. Um, just basically very hard and fast um, kick drums and very fast arpeggios, like uh, basically club music, essentially. Yeah. Just a subgenre. But yeah, I don't know. It reminded me of that. And they were like dancing really hard. It was a lot of fun. And then at the end, there was like a little competition yeah. between everybody who could who could last the longest dancing. Yeah, and Rom throws it so the beam can be impressive in front of Jenny, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, really cool MVP yeah. move from Rom. But like, <laughs> I mean, the interesting thing about this this movie is that it's all kind of scenes that have been done before. You know? Oh gosh. Uh, the bully is really standing up and putting on a show in front of uh, the hero. So wh- whatsoever will we do? And then the, the hero one-ups him through a dance-off or something mm. cause something goofy like that. Yeah. Will he get the girl? Uh, do they prison break? Do they escape? You know, we, we've seen, you know, tropes of these scenes done before yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. I think the thing is here, it's fresh, and based on how outlandish the film starts with <laughs> fighting a tiger and destroying thousands of men at the same time, you kind of are conditioned to be like, well, anything is possible here. Yeah. So I can't be like, oh, he's just going to win a dance off or he's going to like sweep the leg and just take him out easily. No, it's so much more it opens the world of possibility so that even if it is like a tame reach, you'd be like, I never saw that coming Mm -hmm. because you're used to, you know, I can leap a fence in a single bound, which happens by the way, Mm -hmm. in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Cause yeah, the, uh, the whole crew, the filmmaking, the director, they all take risks. Um, they, it's a big risk to commit this hard to all this insane stuff that they pull off. Um, Because, you know, I feel like an inexperienced filmmaker, a filmmaker who is not too sure of what they want to, you know, not too sure of their vision, they wouldn't pull this off as confidently. Because there's just so much confidence. You can just see the confidence that the director and the crew has um, and the cast has with this film when they were making it. They were all having fun. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it's a full, yeah, it's a, just a big party. I mean, apart from, you know, the violence and the serious stuff. But, you know. The musical theater part of me was like, oh my gosh, this is sensational. This dancing is in, impeccable. Yeah, I mean, look at the, the the speed. The This is impressive. I'm like, yo, how insane. How are they dancing like this, bro? I, I mean, I, I love it. And it, I, they build this up with... You know, such a, I mean, they have three pretty massive musical numbers in the film. They've got Natu, 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 mm. uh, the, the one at the, uh, the, at the palette or the party or whatever. This? Yes. Yeah. The one that we're, we are watching right now, but you're not watching, so you can't tell. Um, <laughs> but you should be watching. You should watch RRR. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, you should watch it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, if you haven't watched it, why are you this far in the episode? My gosh. We've spoiled everything. Um, they've got the... Uh, and at the end. Komram. Uh, the one in the middle when he's almost kneeling, but not quite. Oh, and he's in the, the inspiring song. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. In, That's just incredible. Yeah. Like, that one's really, really kind of show-stopping there. And then, yeah, the ending number as well. I mean, they commit hard to the musical aspect yeah, they do. as well. As, you know, the goofy buddy comedy parts in which, you know, oh, he's his wingman. Oh, they're just looking for the same thing. They're the two strongest people that have possibly existed in modern cinema. (laughs) And they're just, like, leapfrogging each other. Like, it's nobody's business. And then then you instantly, you transition so well into the fact, because they never forget 
like, yes, they're bonding and yes, they're enjoying this, but they never forget their motivations. Mm. While they're together, they're having fun. And Beam is keeping a secret from Rom that he is trying to get into the palace and steal back Molly for his people because yeah. she's his sister. It, it, he never lets on until the night he's about to do it. Yep. After Rom has been bitten by a snake and is like on death's door. Yeah, because Rom was a Rom cornered uh, Beam's brother, and he was about to kill him. He was beating him up for quite a while. Yep. Essentially torturing him. Yes. To get information about Beam. Um. And then yeah, his brother. Cat like grabs a snake and then throws it at uh, at Rom. The snake bites Rom, and then Rom meets up with um, or no he Beam Beam hears Rom like hitting like a like a bowl a metal bowl or yeah. something, and then he saves him. It's and then Beam tells him everything. Yeah, he tells him everything, and then Rom is like trying to stop him. Or whatever, while he's like under the under the venom, yeah. the influence of the venom, and then he shows up. So, well, before that, but, but like as well as Beam is like Beam doesn't reveal this, and and Rom doesn't reveal to Beam that he is a police officer and thus looking for the person who's trying to break in and steal back Molly. Rom keeps that a secret. He's like he's showing the poster to everybody. He's asking again. He tracks down Beam's brother. Who, you yeah. know, if he's able to get an answer from him, will just say, hey, by the way, um, this is the guy you're looking for. And he'll have that moment of shock and realization. Oh, my God, that's my best friend. Mm. Oh, no. Uh, and it's beautiful because, again, Beam doesn't know until they have driven, they have driven a flaming carriage oh. full of... Oh, that's Oh, that's really good. They have driven a... I'm a, yeah, y- yeah. Y- you'll talk about that. But yeah, they've driven yeah. a flaming carriage full of vicious wildlife <laughs> creatures into a party with the English, and they're just like, you know, let's just have some chaos. I'll go in and get get Molly, and everything will be fine. They got tigers. They got gazelles. In a buck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything. Like, it's so gory, and I tend not to love the gore, but it's lampooned to a point where it's just like kind of tolerable. Yeah. To watch, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually semi okay with this now because, like, it's so stylized mm. and really well executed. Yeah. Too. So after Rom, you know, Beam spills the beans to Rom. Ram is uh, very conflicted, and he starts like punching, punching bag, a wall, and while he's doing that, you see flashbacks. This is before it's revealed, like his backstory. This mm-hmm. is before that. We see a shot of his village, and we see a shot of his father's hand after it was uh, his finger was like blown off. And you know, when I saw that, I was like, "Huh? What does that mean? I don't know what that means." Obviously, yeah. later we find out what that means. Yeah, but that's why I was like, "Oh, whoa, that's really good." The- They're teasing. There's more to this story. Yeah, than there is. Like, okay, wait, Rom knows. Oh, now Rom's just gonna bust Beam, and it'll be all over for him. And Rom is just gonna be the bad guy who we tended to like for a little bit, but he's a bad guy because he captured our the person we're rooting for. Mm-hmm. That's that's their way of hinting. Don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe, maybe there's more to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can Real tell. Clever. You could tell he's conflicted, even without the flashbacks. I mean, you could tell he's like, okay, I, I don't really want to do this, but I'm kind of forced to. Yeah. But even then, I mean, we still don't have the full picture of his motivation. No. Yet. So it's kind of on the fence. Like, okay, is he going to help him or is he not? You know, I, I wasn't too sure until he showed up at the party, and then ultimately he doesn't help him. He fights him. Arrests him and Beam yeah. is just in shock. Yeah, he's like, "What?" I mean, that whole that whole sequence of their fight is intense and insane as well. Oh, because yeah. you know, the, again, I'm going to say this for the third time in hopes that this is what you retain from this. These are the two strongest and most powerful individuals I've ever seen fighting each other. Beam rips the top off of a marble railing and uses it to beat Rom. 
like I, I want I <laughs> That's want right. I want you to he rips a metal like thick metal door off of its hinges with his bare hands <laughs> and I, I you have to understand how absolutely insanely powerful these guys are yeah it's ludicrous ludicrous power and I love it like there is absolutely I mean I might, I might find something the second time around, but from this point, there is absolutely nothing I hate no. about this movie. Yeah, this is all fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, because being... Oh, man, this, this whole sequence is just crazy. <laughs> I, I, I like, watching it um, yesterday. Or not yesterday, I watched it a few days ago. Or, no, I did watch it yesterday. I did watch it yesterday. <laughs> Um, I was just, my mouth was open. I was like losing my mind. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. <laughs> I was laughing. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'll say it again. Like I, they, they deliberately state in the beginning of the, uh, the film that all animals, no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Most of them are CGI. Most of them are computer generated. The which, only ones that aren't is the, uh, the birds. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, birds were the only animals that weren't CGI; they were real. But yeah, all the all the animals were CGI. I mean, I I would assume that they're not playing with a real tiger here. Yeah, no. I, I mean, you could tell it's CG. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, honestly, it doesn't really matter. You've got the belief in there; it doesn't quite matter. No, yeah, it's meant. But like, he's got a tiger. On, Beam's got a tiger on his back, and he's just like, "Oh no, thank you." grabs it over the back of his head and just throws it. (laughs) Like it's a paperweight. Yeah. And then, yeah, Rom shows up and he's like, please just surrender. I don't want to fight you. And he doesn't look at him in the eyes at all during this entire um, fight. No. Because he can't, yeah, he's super conflicted. He's like, "I, I can't do it, but I must because I gotta, the plan still has to go on. Yes. Um, and Sita tells Beam later that he is feeling conflicted. This isn't like an act or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not putting it on like, oh, I have to release him or something like that. Yeah, he story. he's realized, okay, I'm like the moment of growth from Rom after the the whipping scene of Beam is remarkable because he realizes oh beam not kneeling after being whipped within an inch of his life not backing down not surrendering showing the resiliency showing the resiliency of the indian people he could inspire people without a weapon in their hand because yeah rom's whole thing is we got to give everybody a weapon Open, yeah and you know because rom with one rifle scared off an entire battalion mm-hmm. if what if they if they can have weapons they'd be unstoppable right here it's do they even need a weapon yeah and he's like okay no plan on hold i'm gonna fail so i'm just gonna try and get to spring beam so that all will be well and that he can go back and do what's important for him i'll mm-hmm. get another chance to do my weapons which is incredible personal growth from him and it's, it, it's, I mean, he recognizes that there's more than one way to solve their problem. And he's showing compassion for another person. Um, he's smart in how he does it. Like, I, I love, I love the, the, the little bit of evolution there from, from Rom. Yeah, and even during the whipping sequence when he's, yeah, like whipping um, Beam. He's like, I don't want to do this. Just please kneel down. I don't want to do this. Because <laughs> he's begging him before he even starts. Like, just kneel down, bro. Please trust me. Just kneel down. But he, obviously Beam is upset, and he's jaded by Rob. He's like, I, I ain't kneeling down. What do you mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. They're both trying to achieve the same goal, but through different means. Rom... I think if presented with the chance, Ron would kneel instantly just to get back in the good graces. Yeah, he looks weak to the other people, 
But if he kneels, then he's able to get closer and he's able to get respect because he's deferring to the English leaders. And he's, he's kind of just, he's um, yes-sirring his way into, yeah. uh, into their good graces. Yeah. Beam is like, I don't need to do that. Mm. I am. It's not about, it's not about pleasing them. It's about, it's about showing strength for, you know, uh, my people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then the, the lady throws out a, a whip with, um, like spikes on it. Oh my Lord. Oh, those are so big. I winced so hard. I, Oh, it was so hard to watch. Believe it or not, I actually watched more of this sequence, like full eyes on the screen, than I did the vomit sequence in Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> this was harder to watch than that. This is it's hard to watch, but also like for some reason oh, I'm just like it's horrifying. Yeah. For some reason this was like I think it's just a per- that's I think that was honestly just a personal preference. Like I don't do uh, well with, you know Vomit. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, now do I? I don't like it either. I hate it. But like, you're. Uh, I think what what they do well throughout the entire film is that they they've introduced the characters concisely and poignantly, like to the point. It's yeah. quick. You you get the gist of what this what this guy is capable of mm-hmm. and what this guy wants. Yep. Um maybe 10 minutes with each of them you spend very, very, you know, quick and easy. Um, but the stakes are always so high for them because beam, if he's caught, he will be killed. He's about to be for crying out loud Mm -hmm. twice at least. Mm -hmm. And you know, if, 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 if he fails to, Bring back Molly. He may lose his sister, which is grief beyond imagining. Yep. Um, Rom, if he fails, he loses his love. He loses his family and friends, his ties to his previous life. If Rom isn't able to bring back uh, the weapons and start his own revolution, there is no um, moving forward. He's sold his entire life to something he hates. And it has been stuck the whole time and so you've got that they're playing back and forth and you, uh, neither of them bend neither of them break to each other because they both are so passionate about what they feel because not only are they like physically strong but they are um, strong in their principles yep. they are not going to back down and it takes beam passing out for the whipping to stop he beam never kneels so Mm -mm. beam doesn't lose here Mm -mm. i guess you could say rom loses because he doesn't get beam to kneel yep but he's beaten within an inch of his life which is as close as you can possibly get and at that point rom is like okay you know there's more than one way to to settle this we're gonna i'm gonna get my friend out of here yep and Sita telling Beam that Ram was in complete distress about, you know, having to do this to his best friend, his closest friend in the whole world. Beam is like, all right, he, he meant it. He cares about me. Now I got to go back and get him out. And he does just that. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. The whole sequence when he starts, the musical number starts, it's just so powerful, man. It's so good so good um yeah during the whipping sequence i i'm such a fan yeah because then because then the film starts uh wrapping up for the conclusion um yeah so rom because beam beam is gonna be hung yes he's gonna be hung and rom sets it up in such a way so he can escape and then uh, Rom gets gets imprisoned for basically um, treachery or what do you tra- trade? Me- 
<laughs> like what? Prisoner swap? No, no, no. Uh, for, I guess, being a traitor to the British Empire. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Uh, so, anyways, he's he's in prison. And then, uh, yeah, Beam seats him meet up. And then Beam is like, all right, I'm going to get my boy out. They get out the most extravagant and wild uh, prison escape sequence known to man, you know, as it is on RRR. <laughs> when, because Rom, Rom couldn't walk. Yeah. Because his knees were gone. And so he's he's on um, beam shoulders and he's running around with, with two guns in his arms and he's shooting soldiers left and right. <laughs> it, is, it is wild. These guys have the core strength of 12 men. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're gods. <laughs> and then they go into the forest to um, regain their powers. And then Rom, um, Rom picks up a bow and arrow. And then uh, basically the soldiers have them um, cornered. Rom saves Beam from getting shot uh, by shooting a bow and arrow at a soldier right into the eye. Ooh, disgusting! <laughs> disgusting! I love the reaction shots. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. This movie is what all action movies dream of being. Yeah, this is like Michael Bay's fever dream. Yeah, this is dream. this is what he wishes he can make. Yeah, because it's not only just the action; you care about the characters. Correct. Because you know, I mean, you can have good action sequences, but. You know, having the extra layer of like, oh, I, I really care about these characters. I really care what they're fighting for. Yes. You, you know, you've got the historical drama layer. You've got the personal stakes of each character. And they're likable people, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they're just muscles who say, it's all in the family, man. <laughs> that was a, by the way, that was a Fast and the Furious reference, obviously. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Okay. No, just, just checking. No, I, I just thought I would check. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> they're, they're, they're more than just their strength. They are, yeah. they are their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. They are friends, brothers, fa- fathers. Well, not fathers. They're actually, neither of them are fathers. Mm-mm. But they're um, fiancés, you know. Yeah. There is much, much more to these characters than just their strength. <coughs> Yeah. Humanizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rom, his reveal with the uh, the arrow, the fire arrows, and like his old getup, so awesome. So awesome. Yeah, and it's just like basically from here on out to the very end, it's just slaughtering like the British soldiers <laughs> and destroy, like basically destroying the colonial rule of the British Empire in India is oh. essentially what it is and it's amazing. It's yeah. so good. So good. I was I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was dude, I was like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I was rooting so hard for Ram and Beam. I was like, that's right, take them out, take them out. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be completely honest. When they topple the uh what is it? The dome on mm. the governor, I'm thinking I was about to say that was the worst part of the film because I was like, all right, you're working towards taking down these people. This guy has played such a part in your lives. He has taken your sister. He has ordered the death of your father Mm. or at least caused his rebellious spirit. Like, because the governor, again, gives the same speech in front of Rom's father that he does in front of Beam's village, Mm. which is... You know, they don't do that for nothing. And so I'm thinking, oh, he's just dead inside of the rubble. That's cheap. They don't get their cathartic moment taking down the big bad voodoo daddy who is, you know, (laughs) yeah, who has, you know, been a thorn in their side for their entire lives and trying to dehumanize them as people. Which, I mean, I was relieved. You know, it's weird to say this. I was relieved that the villain survived <laughs> so that he could be killed again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, when he sees his wife. Yep. 
oh my gosh i was like whoa that's brutal but i was like yeah that's horrifying <laughs> i was like yeah oh my gosh and being picks up a motorcycle and throws it that's that is just so it's so funny but it i at this point in the film i was just, i mean it was pretty much over it was almost over at this point and i was just like yeah that makes sense yeah no you, you completely buy in and i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah the way they yeah the way they take take it down they put the motorcycle on fire they jump off of it it, it lands in a room with a bunch of tnt it blows up the whole building um, and, and you know every, uh, everyone dies except for the emperor or not emperor the governor governor i had my 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 jaw was open i was i was my mouth was agape <sighs> as soon as the motorcycle was flying through the window and then i was like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and it lit up the TNT, and I was like, okay, uh-huh. I bought in. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sad. And then, wait, it blew up more TNT, and I was like, okay, yep, uh-huh. And then it blew up more TNT, and I was like, yes, uh-huh. Yeah. What, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I was, yeah, it was exciting. It was so exciting. It shut off the analysis part of my brain. It was just like, this is cool. Yeah, this is awesome. This is epic. Amazing. And then, uh, yeah, so they have the guy cornered, um, and then Rom gives him the spiel that he has given so many of his soldiers before, or the emperor is, oh, I love that shot so much. Yep. I love that shot so much. But um, a bullet, before I get to that, yeah, the bullet, the Valley of the British bullet, Rom is like saying saying it back to him, Yeah, to the emperor, and then... Uh, Gotta return it home. Yeah, and then beam shoots him in the heart straight through the heart and then the blood splats on the uh like a the, seal. the, the yeah the crown what are the crown jewels yep and then it says the sun never sets on the british empire i was like immediately when i uh, saw that i was like yeah let's go i was i was like so happy <laughs> gorgeous <laughs> i was like yeah smoking on that queen pack <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i was just so happy i was like that's right that's right get yeah. them colonialists out of there yeah i was just so happy i was like yes i felt so cathartic after that i was like oh yes yeah <laughs> felt so good um and then pretty much the movie ends and then uh happy ending the dance number a, yeah ends in a musical number which is a lot of fun i loved that frankly like I, I mean, like I was just, I mean, the lyrics as they're translated is kind of just like extravagant storytelling, mm. but like, it doesn't matter. It's entertaining to watch. I mean, that's, that's all I got. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's, it's song and dance at the end of this movie. It's epic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd like to take this moment into like, cause I, we know we have, I mean, we've been railing on for 57 minutes now about how great this film is and how fantastic uh, and how spectacular, I guess, is the great word that this film is. Um, this is not by any means a shoo-in to win any Academy Awards. I wonder, if it, I wonder if it'll be nominated, though. I feel like it might be nominated for something. Because... Like, foreign film? Here's my, here's my picture. Because, like, last year... Last year, I only saw Drive My Car. Because yeah. it was the only foreign film also nominated for Best Picture. Uh -huh. Of course, it won Best Foreign Film as well. But... Or non-American film, I should say. But, like... But it is Best Foreign Film. Um, but, like... It was kind of like... I'm not surprised because... Because it had this accolade in there, you know, it was bound to win, I think. I feel like with the foreign film category this year, it has been incredibly contentious. Like uh, RRR at the Critics' Choice, you know, it won for Best Song, which, you know, it, that might be where it, it, it features nomination. Mm -hmm. And it won Best Foreign Language Film at the Critics' Choice Awards. Mm. But you know, you go back to the Golden Globes. Argentina, nineteen eighty-five, yeah, took that. You've I got. Still need to see that. You've still got All Quiet on the Western Front, yep. which is bound to be an epic war film. Triangle of Sadness, that, that count? That wonderful anti-war. Foreign? No, no, I don't think so. 
It might, but I don't know. It's mostly in English. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, when I say foreign, I think it means foreign language film. Okay, because because well, Oslund isn't Eng- he's not from America. No, but uh, there's also decision to leave from no, South yeah. Korea, as yeah, far as I'm aware. Yeah, that that I've heard fantastic yeah. things about. Mm-hmm. You know, this is EO as this is a fun. Insane three-hour ride with deep symbolism, fantastic uh, cinematography, absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film that may win no awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine, but it is fine. It, it doesn't need to, yeah. but like, I think I, it probably won't get as much recognition if, no. if it did. We're we're gushing about it because it's cool and it's it's well done. Yeah. But, like, most of the time, the stuff that we're gushing about has earned its praise. And oh, yes. Ha- has, has been recognized by, at large, populace. By the way, that was a pretty good movie. That was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, only, I mean at least for me, how I heard about it was on Letterboxd, because there's a 4.2 out of 5 on there, and a lot of the people I follow have seen it, and it has considerable amount of watches on the on the website but that's how i heard about it if it weren't for a letterbox i would have never have known about this movie never i've heard people talking about it like i heard people saying oh this was one of my top films of the the past year they're, they're like oh it's insane it's fun and i'm like okay i'll buy into it i'll watch it for foreign film i mean i mean i'm sure it'll be fine I was not expecting to have as no. much fun as I did. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like really, I wish I saw this in theaters. I don't even know if they even showed this in theaters. I don't know if they would have. I think this came out in like April. I want to say mm-hmm. like, this has been out a while. No, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Um. Although I do know there's a theater in L.A. called the American Cinematheque. Uh, the director actually did a Q and A there. Um, and they screened the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah. End, I mean, end of March. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the film's known amongst the film community, but outside of that, like majority of people probably never heard of this. And I think that's the case for a lot of foreign language films. Yeah. As well, I mean, given we're in America, you know, Americans don't really like to watch films in a different language cause, uh, they're lazy. I mean, I, I don't, you know what, here's what I don't get. I don't get why my, my sister doesn't watch more foreign language films because she always turns the, the stuff on with the subtitles. She's reading it anyway. Does it make a difference between whether you have to read it or you want to read it? No. I'm like, she's a subtitle person. Just watch it in the yeah, language, put the subtitles yeah. on, and, you know, enjoy a, enjoy a movie, for crying yep. out loud. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, people people are missing a whole whole like world of cinema that they are not experiencing because of a simple the simple task of reading subtitles. Like that's too much to bear for some people. Like, come on now. Yeah. And also media literacy in this country is not very uh very very good as well. Um when it comes to people, you know, being able to correctly watch a film. And not just shut their brain off and just let, you know, it be mindless entertainment. You know what I mean? That kind of thing is a problem out here, too. Yeah. But we're having fun. We enjoyed it. No, yeah. This was fantastic. You'll enjoy it as well. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't in the original language on Netflix. I don't know. I don't know what the distributor or whoever messed up on that. They messed up bad because I did not. I was not having fun for the first hour watching their move, their mouths move um, differently from what I was hearing. I hate that so much. Um, yeah, because <sighs> they have they have dubs for Brazilian or Portuguese. I hate English, dubs. Turkish, English. I hate Spanish English and Hindi. They have all those dubs, but they don't have it in the original language. Like, come on, what is that? That's ridiculous. It's how it was written. It's how it was recorded. Exactly. I would assume. Yeah. All you have to do is keep it intact. Yeah, and they did subtitles for the English language, so just have the original audio 
and then boom, slap on the English English translation, the subtitles. Not that hard. In fact, it's more work to do dubs than it is just to do the subtitles. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. That's just being the being the picky and complaining. Um, but either way, that that doesn't take away from the the quality of the film because it it really is a lot of fun. It's really good. Um, one of the best of uh, 2022, I would say. Um, probably my top three, top four, eh, like top five. I'd say top five uh, from last year uh, of like films that released last, in 2022. Yeah. Not that you've seen in 2020. Nah, you only yeah. saw it this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's up there. It's really good. I loved it. It's fantastic. Go watch oh, yeah. it. It's long though. It's three hours, but it flies by. It's it's fun. It's a fun three hours. It's not like a slow burn Godfather. It's not a drama where you have to sit through intense scenes where the acting is phenomenal. You are you are being entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is epic. Yep, and uh, yeah, that's RRR for you. Um, Woo! By SS Rajamuli. That's the director and writer's name. Oh, uh, he wrote it too? Oh, that's awesome. I think so. Massive credit. I'm pretty sure. That's, yeah, a, he did. that's insane. Yeah, he wrote it. I'm so impressed. He wrote it. With the story. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what he else has in the bag for his next film, because uh, I'll be looking out for that as f- do as well and a lot of people, I'm sure. I mean, with Indian filmmaking, I'm not I'm not too familiar with it. I know of uh, Satyatre, who he's way older. He's passed away now, but he's uh, his films came out in like the 50s and 60s, um, and he has a trilogy called the Apu trilogy, which is incredible. I've reviewed it. I've seen it already. Um. Yeah, those those films are very very powerful. Those those are dramas specifically. But outside of him, I don't really know much about um, Indian filmmaking. Um, and like Bollywood in general, I don't. I'm not too familiar with what's going on over there. And this film isn't a part of the Bollywood uh, film movement specifically, or that studio or whatever. Yeah, this is a separate kind of thing. Yes. Uh, just keep that in mind. But either way, RR, fantastic. Go watch it. It's a lot of fun. And coming up on the Cinematic Odyssey. Next week. On our new day, Wednesdays, <laughs> Denny Villeneuve's Prisoners. Denny Villeneuve. 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 It's French. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Prisoners starring Hugh Jackman. Jake Chillenhall, Viola Davis, Terrence Howard, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, my guy, my guy. Love that dude. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're gonna be recording it right after this, but you gotta wait. You guys gotta wait a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See you guys later. Uh, have a good, good uh, weekend. Rest of your week. Whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for listening. As always, appreciate the uh, the uh, the loyal the loyal followers, the loyal listeners. Woo! Shout out to all you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. And um, yeah, see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the Cinematic Odyssey here on U ninety two The Moose, WWVU FM Morgantown ninety one point seven.